Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Some of you are waiting for God to answer a prayer, and you're struggling with patience. Here it is. With God, waiting time is not wasted time. All those two years in the prison, God's going to work in Joseph's heart. He's getting him ready for something he has no clue about. I had no clue about this. The largest church I'd ever been in in my life before we got going with Calvary was like 150 people. Never in my mind that I would do this. There was a popular song a few years ago that stated the waiting is the hardest part. That is a true statement, especially when you're going through a rough patch that seems like it'll never end. You could say that Joseph was in that situation, falsely accused of a heinous crime and imprisoned for it. But Pastor Mark will be talking about Joseph's secret weapon that he may not have known he had. Joseph's devotion to God allowed God to work behind the scenes on Joseph's behalf. You'll hear how you, too, can discover how God can work in your life despite your difficulties. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Genesis chapter 39 as he continues his message, Five Words That Guarantee Success. No Christ follower ever has to do life alone. I'm waiting for a good amen at the end here now. No Christ follower ever has to do life alone. God the Holy Spirit lives inside of us 24-7. So no matter where we go, up, down, in the middle, he's always here. You were never designed to do life alone. Now, those of you that haven't become a believer yet, that doesn't apply to you. Because the minute you ask Christ into your life, God, the third person, the Holy Spirit, comes to live in you. And now I have direction from God. I have comfort. I have correction. I have all the things. He teaches us the word of God. Now, look at verse 21. Now, he is in prison. Watch the principle again. Five words that guarantee success. And the Lord was with him. He showed him kindness and granted him favor in the eyes of the prison warden. So he leaves Potiphar. He gets kicked out of there, put into prison. And the first thing that happened is the the warden in the prison who doesn't know him at all, he comes up and he's going to raise him to the head of the prison. Now, who's behind that? God is. Now, watch this. Joseph probably expected... He's surprised when he's in prison. He probably said, God, uh, let's go through this again. This lady, I mean, she's in there nighty and she's gorgeous. And I said, no. And I end up in prison? What's the deal with this? 
Now, he's tempted to say two things. And you and I have all said them. I'm not saying he said them, but he was tempted to say them. Number one, we've all said this. God, why? Why did that happen? That doesn't make any sense. Joseph thinking, I'm going to be promoted with God. Oh, yeah, to prison. This doesn't sound right. The second thing we're going to say, and we've all been there. Why do bad things? Come on. Happen to good people. Well, let me ask you a question. Did anything bad happen to God? Yeah, he had to send his son who what? Died on the cross. He wasn't a good person, Jesus. He was a perfect person. But he had to die. See, our world is ruled under God by Satan. Bad things happen. That's what happens. Choose to sin, choose to suffer. So here's Joseph. He's not angry. He's not mad. But he's confused a little bit. Now, watch what happens. So the warden, look at verse 22. Put Joseph in charge of all those held in the prison. And he was made responsible for all that was done there. And the warden paid no attention to anything under Joseph's care. Because, this shouldn't surprise you, five words again, the Lord was with Joseph, and watch these words, gave him success in whatever he did. Let me ask you a question. Anybody here want to be a success in life? Could I see your hand? Okay, the rest of you, you need to get saved at the end of the service. So you don't want to be a success. You want to be a failure. Enjoy your life. Let me ask the question one more time. How many here would like to be a success in life? Could I see both hands? Some of you refuse to ever raise your hand. I gotcha. (laughs) Of course we want to be a success. Who wants to be a failure? And that's exactly what God was doing with him in very difficult circumstances. He advances again quickly right to the top. Head of Potiphar's house, head of the prison. Now, how long is Joseph going to be there? He doesn't know. He has no idea how long he's going to be there. But why did God have them there? I'll tell you ahead of time. He will be there at least two years. So why is he there? You won't like this. You won't like the P word, but that's okay. We'll get to it. Look at here. God uses time to build Joseph. Say it with me. Patience. <laughs> Patience. And spiritual maturity. See, Joseph knew that God had a plan for his life. And even in the prison, he was willing to submit to it, including God's timing. Now, wouldn't it be nice to become a Christian? And maybe six months after you're a Christian, you're totally mature in the Lord. Wow, that'd be great. I want to tell you, I've been a Christian 70 years. I'm still working on it. How about you? Yeah, there's no fast tracking. So here's Joseph. He's a follower of God. He isn't mature. So God says, I'm going to mature you, and I'm going to use the prison to increase your patience and your endurance. Now, James writes to us in the New Testament the same principle. Now, watch this. Getting to be spiritual and mature must have the fruit of the Spirit. One of those is patience. Look at what James says. Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. 
Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance, patience, endurance. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect. The word means mature and complete, needing nothing. James is talking about our attitude when we face difficult times. Now, notice he says, count it all joy. Joy is very different than happiness. Joseph isn't happy with the circumstances. But joy simply means this. It's a confidence that God is in control of every aspect of our life. The joy of the Lord is our strength. So, see, that, that patience has a relationship to my spiritual growth. Ups and downs, it doesn't matter. God's still with me. We just talked about that 24-7. So I can trust God. I know he has a plan for my life. I absolutely know that he is going to work that plan out. So regardless of the circumstances, I'm simply confident that God's in control. Some of you know we've all experienced two things that test our patience. Number one, circumstances test our patience. Things in life like that. When's this going to get done? How's this going to look? Where's this going to be? The second thing that tests our patience is people. Well, just turn to the neighbor next to you right now and just say, you really test my patience. Go ahead and just tell them right now. (laughs) That could go on all day right there. (laughs) By the way, when you get to the parking lot, let's move right along. By the way, if you just said that to your spouse, we'll have marriage counseling for you later. (laughs) We'll we'll shortly be married. We'll be married 52 years. I've only said that 20,000 times to my wife. No, I'm kidding. By the way, God is using that for that exact things. He knows how to test us, bring trials into our life so that he will mature us. He's preparing Joseph for a future Joseph has no key about. He doesn't have any clue. Back in the middle 80s, 1985, 86, 87, God began to speak to my wife and myself. We, we had started a church called Cornerstone in Merritt Island. And I wasn't a pastor. I was just an elder. And I worked at the, as you know, pharmacy director for 25 years at Wistow. But I was active, and I'd preach once in a while when the pastor was going, that kind of thing. Well, that pastor changed, and all of a sudden, we came up, we became 500, 700 people. It was amazing. And we brought a pastor in, and it was Pastor Malcolm from Costa Mesa, California. We never even heard of a Calvary Chapel. And God began to speak to us earlier, before the mid-80s, and God just began to speak to us. By the way, today, there's like 80 or 90 Calvaries in Florida. It was all God thing. And I just said to my wife one day, I think it was 85, 86, 87, I think I could do that expositional thing if God would help me. I was never called to be a pastor. I wasn't trying to be a pastor. But God just began to speak to my heart. Because there was a need down in Melbourne and Palm Bay. Because people were always traveling up to Merritt Island. It was too far. So one day God said to my wife and myself, I'm going to send you to Melbourne, Palm Bay area. Okay, that was mid-80s. Five years later, he said go. So my wife and I had to wait. So we just went to church for five years, sat in the back row, and did nothing. Is that true? No. While you're waiting, 
You just continue doing what you always did. We had a couples fellowship. We did all that. I was an elder. We just kept doing those things. And then God sent us after five years. Now, why did he wait? Because I wasn't ready. Now, I'd been a Christian for many, many years, but I wasn't ready yet. By the way, I can give you a very nice word of encouragement. I'm still not ready. (laughs) Because it's all about God. It's not about me. Don't ever think I have it all together. I'm speaking to thousands of people that don't have it all together. Hello, let's just join our hands together. That's us. Now, so we had to go through this till we were ready. I want you to write this down because some of you are waiting for direction in your life. Some of you are waiting for God to answer a prayer and you're struggling with patience. Here it is. With God, waiting time is not wasted time. All those two years in the prison, God's going to work in Joseph's heart. He's getting him ready for something he has no clue about. I had no clue about this. The largest church I'd ever been in in my life before we got going with Calvary was like 150 people. Never in my mind that I would do this. So Joseph, wait till you see what happens. He has no idea what God's doing. Now, here's an amazing verse in the Bible that talks about waiting or following the will of God. I love this verse. Do not be like the horse or the mule, which have no understanding, but must be controlled by bit and a bridle, or they'll not come to you. Now, what does a horse do? What's God talking about here? When I'm waiting for God, I can't be like a horse. What does a horse do? Come on, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. The horse goes on his own. He's just getting ahead. That means I can't get ahead of God. Getting ahead of God is not going to help. Now, my wife, when she go to her uncle's farm in the summer, she had horses. So when I married her, I never rode a horse in my life. So I would go a few times to ride horses with her. And guess which horse I got? She got this nice horse. And just Here's my horse. I'm screaming back for my wife, help. I can't stop this thing. What is God talking about here? Don't get ahead of God. You remember what you're called? A Christ follower. Now, what about a mule? That's not a hard one, right? What do you have to do to the mule? Come on, come on, come on, come on, you stubborn thing, you. God says, don't be like a mule. What does a mule do? I'm not going with you. I'm doing my own will. Patience. I have to wait on God. I can't get ahead of him, and I can't do my own thing. Don't get ahead of God while you're waiting. When he says go, don't go. Not now. I don't like the timing. No, follow God. That's the purpose of that verse to all of us. Now, here's what you need to remember. God's will always includes God's timing. And sometimes I don't really like that timing, but it's God's timing. Now, Joseph is committed to waiting. He really doesn't have much choice in prison. Are you committed to wait until God says, go or don't go? It's done. You don't have to worry about it anymore. It's finished. Again, be committed. Now, look at verse 1 of chapter 40. Right into chapter 40. Sometime later, the cupbearer and the baker of the king of Egypt offended their master, the king of Egypt. Pharaoh was angry with his two officials, the chief cupbearer and the chief baker, and the candy stick maker. Now, I just added that for fun. Okay, here we go. Verse 3. And put them in custody 
in the house of the captain of the guard in the same prison where Joseph was confined. Now, let's look at that verse. Here comes two of these people that had worked for the most powerful man in the world, and they just happened to be in prison when Joseph's there. No, that's not a happening. That's a divine appointment God has directed. Joseph doesn't know it. They don't know it, but watch what happens. And the captain of guard assigned them (laughs) to Joseph. Hello. And he attended them after they had been in custody for some time. Now, here's what we started with. You don't need to write it down. We've been doing this the whole series because this is the way life is done. Notice, look at this verse. The Lord directs the steps of the godly. He delights in every detail of their lives. So here is Joseph in prison. He gets two guys that are added that he has no idea who they are. God is orchestrating, opening the door. When he's done with these two guys, you'll see what happens to Joseph. He has no clue. See, God's at work in your life. He's at work in my life. He's opening doors, closing doors, changing circumstances. It, there's no coincidences with God. Now, notice, that's the proof. He arrives, and Joseph is going to wonder, what's going on? Well, look at verse 5. Each of the two men, the cupbearer and the baker and the king of Egypt, who were being held in prison, had a dream at night. Each dream, the same night, each dream had a meeting of its own. And when Joseph came to them the next morning, he saw that they were dejected. He saw that they were dejected. So he asked Pharaoh's officials, who were in custody with him in his master's house, why do you look so sad today? This is important. If you're in prison and you're in a circumstance you don't like, I am, I need to have a positive attitude. Because usually when I'm into those kind of things, I can be just all about me. Here is Joseph. He's not angry. He may probably is a little bit confused, but he's not frustrated. And he's using his time in prison to grow spiritually by doing what? Serving other people. Listen, Joseph looks at these two guys and goes, something isn't right here. You've done that. You have a friend and you see them. You say, is everything all right? And so Joseph is very sensitive, and it's good for you and I. Jesus was the same way. He looked at compassion to these people. And it's important for you and I. Often people who are hurting are sensitive enough, hesitant to say when you ask him, is everything all right? Oh, sure, everything's all right. We've all said that when things are not all right. And so here's Joseph. He's sensitive, and he's being led by God to try to minister to these hurting people. By the way, that's why we have prayer at the end of all of our service down front. Because all of us have needs. We don't have to look at your faith and say something wrong. When you come up here, we're going to pray for you. And don't ever be ashamed to say, I have a need. I need God to help me. You're not going to go through a history with these people, but they're just like you. They're going to pray for you. So I encourage you to do that. So here's one I want you to write this morning. Not just a prayer here, but outside this building. Look at this. Christ followers. Let's take time to minister to hurting people. Sometimes hurting people will knock at our doors. I don't have to guess what's wrong. Because my neighbor comes and says, my husband just got laid off. My kid just failed the class. They found my son taking drugs. Well, I don't have to ask. But there's sometimes when we're walking that God can use us. And the spirit can go, that person's hurting. You know them. Ask if they're okay. You're not going to be nosy, but you can be used. Because they're probably waiting for somebody to say, 
I need a word of encouragement. Do you understand me? Every person I'm speaking to hurts. We all have those things. Now, I'm going to give you verse 8, but I'm going to read it to you in the Balmer translation, which means it's going to be a little funky. So just listen to me. We both had dreams, the two men said. They answered, but there was no one to interpret them. And here's my part I'm adding. And Joseph says to these two men, don't you ever talk to me about dreams. I had two dreams from God, and that's why I'm here in prison. I'm not talking about any dreams. (laughs) He said, Pastor Mark, that wouldn't be Joseph. No, that'd probably be me. I got here because talking in a dream. Keep it to yourself. No, he doesn't say this. Look at verse 8. We both had dreams, they answered, but there was no one to interpret them. And then Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. Now, look at me. This is very important. Egypt worshipped all pagan gods. They have no idea who God Jehovah is. They don't know there's a one true God that knows everything. They just worship all kinds of things. Sun, moon, water, animal, you name it. But notice what he says. Do not interpretations belong to God? Tell me your dreams. So what is he saying? He's already growing, not only in patience, but one of the signs of immaturity is pride. Joseph doesn't say this. Tell me your dreams, baby. I got the answer. No, he says, God has the answer. See, prideful people promote themselves. Mature people promote God. It's God. It's all about God. It's not about you. It's not about me. So he does the right thing. Now, verse 9. So the chief cupbearer, he's the one that would serve Pharaoh the wine and so forth, told Joseph his dream. He said to him, in my dream, I saw a vine in front of me, and on the vine were three branches. As soon as it budded, It blossomed, and its clusters ripened into grapes. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes, squeezed them into Pharaoh's cup, and put the cup in his hand. Verse 12. This is what it means. Now, who gave this to Joseph? God. This is what it means, Joseph said. The three branches are three days. Within three days, Pharaoh will lift up your head, and watch the key word, and restore you to your former position. And you will put Pharaoh's cup in his hand, just as you used to do when you were his cupbearer. So Joseph has no clue, but God's using this open door, and this individual will be a huge part of God's amazing plan that Joseph has nothing about. And of course, this man has no clue about it. But this is going to fit in the story. You'll see how it is. Look at verse 14. Then we get to see a little of the heart of Joseph. But when all goes well with you, remember me and show me kindness. Why? Mention me to Pharaoh and get me out of this prison. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark reminded you, using Joseph's life, that God is always near and available to you. You learned that God made you to be in relationship with other people, too. Pastor Mark also talked about the importance of being patient and waiting for God's timing rather than rushing ahead. God's will for your life will always include God's timing. 
There's so much to learn from Pastor Mark's current series, so be sure to join us again. In the meantime, we'd like to offer you a CD copy of today's message for your own archives or for you to share with friends and family. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on Order a Message at the top of the page. There you'll be asked for the mailing information and be sure to include today's date. Each CD costs $5 to cover materials and shipping. Again, to order your CD copy, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching five words that guarantee success. You'll hear more about Joseph's life and how God accomplished his will for the future nation of Israel through Joseph. Pastor Mark will illustrate how Joseph's kindness and honesty, even when saying hard things, demonstrated God's character and eventually worked in Joseph's favor. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Together, let's do life right. In a hurting world, a new hope he is given.